Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In the Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, Tony interviews Broadway performers Justin Mortaliti, Basti Munpoint, and Rebecca Falkenberry. They discuss what it's like working on Broadway and reveal that it is not as glamorous as it may seem, requiring immense hard work and often resulting in injuries. They talk about their achievements and ambitions and demystify some of the processes involved in becoming a Broadway performer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to In The Moment Podcast. Live from New York City! <laughs> you know, my love affair with New York has calmed down a little bit, let me just say, listeners. I lived here for seven years. You know how when you're young you romanticize it? I still like it, but yeah. it's not nearly as cool as I think it thinks it is. But we'll get to that, because you guys are... It's a different energy than L.A., for that's, sure. That is you true. You romanticize the gritty when you're young. You're that's like, true. You're starving and eating ramen, and it's this dark. So and that's cool. true. I mean, that, it's like terrible, that, But you guys are tried and true Broadway, hoofers, Broadway babies. <laughs> Let me introduce my guests. You can't see them here. I was going to say right to left, but I will introduce them, and then you will see them later. Uh, first, we have Basti Mompoint. She's been in, among other things, and I cannot read all of your guys' resumes, but SpongeBob SquarePants yes. and Prom the Musical. Yes. Get it. Next to her, we have Justin Morlidi. I say that right? Justin? Yeah. yeah. Good Italian name. And he was just in Clueless that just closed, right? And before that, you were in Escape to Margaritaville. Maga, Maga, I've Margaritas. had a few. Jimmy yes. <laughs> yes. Margaritas. Oh, my God. And Rebecca Falkenberry, to yes. round out our group, uh, who was in Groundhog's Day, mm-hmm. right? And also we had other people. Stephanie Gibson couldn't come. She's always oh. hoofing it around. Yeah. And then your partner, Mark Evans, yes. the first time we tried to do this, he was the only one in our Broadway roundtable. So yes. it was so awkward <laughs> and great. It was just a one-on-one with Mark. So, hi, guys. Hi. Thanks for being here. And you guys are more than just Broadway actors, but I thought we would title this that so that our sure. listeners can also understand what is it like to be in a Broadway show. And also, yes. you guys are doing all kinds of acting, not just here at the school, but in TV and film and, you know moving forward with your career so we can address all those things so so I don't know let's start with Basti tell us like so Spongebob closed right Uh and then and now you're in uh, no you're in prom yes Yes. I was very lucky Uh, Spongebob closed and three days later I started rehearsals for the prom Jesus so you knew you were doing prom right well they'd offered it to me but I couldn't get out of my Spongebob contract because I had a year uh, contract and I wasn't sure if I wanted to leave or not because it was a bigger role in Spongebob oh yeah 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 but then we got the closing notice so it just Mm -hmm. it worked out isn't it funny how that <laughs> And were you born here in New York? I was born in New York, but I was raised uh, in Haiti, North Carolina, Alabama, um, Georgia. I forgot all the places. Wow. All over the place. And was First it always generation. a dream of yours to be on Broadway? It was a dream of mine to move to New York. Uh-huh. And I didn't know what it was exactly. I just knew I wanted to move to New York always. Uh-huh. And I wanted to perform and do stuff. And how long were you, like, pounding the pavement before you had your first Broadway breakthrough? Well, I moved here when I was 17. I got my Broadway debut when I was 24. Whoa. Mm-hmm. What was that on the show? 
Um, it was a smash Broadway hit called Good Vibrations. <laughs> Did really well. Oh my god! Um, was that like in reference to the Beach Boys? Yes, yes. but I mean oh that whole cast is like that. Like Titus Burgess was in that cast, oh. and Sister Rodriguez, and like all these people that are doing amazing things now. Uh huh. Okay. Um. So sometimes it's never about the talent, mm-hmm. right? It's no. Never about no. the talent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Justin, what about for you? For me? Yeah. Like your journey. Like, were, were you? Are you a New Yorker? I was born and raised. I was born in Philly. Okay. Raised in South Jersey. Okay. I did musical theater growing up. Okay. Jazz hands. As you do, you know, yeah. it's like the school plays and stuff. And then when I went to college, I wanted to be a serious actor, so I was like, I'm going to go to school for acting. Of course. Um. So I went to Rutgers Mason Grove School of the Arts there, and I studied acting. And then when I graduated, we did our showcase here, so I moved to New York. And I just kept getting auditions because I'm a singer. I was mm-hmm. in a boy band at the time. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and so fun I kept, fact. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> it was kind of the thing. We went to Germany. We were recording. I met Destiny's Child. Like, what was the name of the group? Next Level. NXT <laughs> Level. But it just didn't happen. We caught the like, tail end of the boy band. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's over. I didn't know yeah. you went to Germany with a boy band. Yeah. I love that. There's some embarrassing You and Dave. I know what I'm doing after this. Yeah. yeah. Google <laughs> search. You too. Are you like as popular there? as David Hasselhoff is? No. We didn't know as popular as David Hasselhoff. We recorded our, our like demo album we were shopping okay. for a record deal and it all just kind of... Whoa, okay. But um, So anyway, I kept getting uh, called in for musicals because I was a singer and I was like, I don't have a book. I don't know what a book is. I wasn't. Pre- I studied acting. I wasn't prepared for this. So I'd get callbacks and then end up not getting it. And I remember I was up for Tarzan and I said, if I get this, I'll stay in New York. If I don't, I'm going to LA. And I didn't. So I went to LA. I was there almost 10 years. Whoa. Um, okay. Interesting. And I studied at some other schools out there. And then, you know, I was trying to be a pop star, get a record deal. And I kept doing plays and then more musicals. And eventually I got Rock of Ages, which brought me to Vegas, uh-huh. which brought me back to here. Uh-huh. In my 30s, I moved back to New York. And did you do Rock of Ages with Clyde? We did. That's oh, how we did. met. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Clyde is can't be here because he's on tour. He's playing the first... Black actor mm-hmm. to be um, a Willy, Wonka. Cho- Willy Wonka awesome. in Willy Wonka, the touring yeah. first touring company of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate oh, Factory. It's so amazing. Cool. We love Clyde. Shout out to Clyde. Thanks, Clyde. Yeah. He's also Clyde. a teacher here, and he's a teacher and he's a here as well. Yeah. Here. Yes, he's and amazing. a wonderful friend. All right, enough with Clyde. Already, yes, but it's amazing. Okay, so and then, okay, wow. Yeah, what I didn't realize though, which was crazy is to move back to New York I was like I just did Rock of Ages in Vegas like it's um, no problem I'm gonna get a job but you get here nobody knows who you are Mm -hmm. you just kind of start over that's what people forget complete so I went to open calls I was just trying to get in the room and sing for people I was just trying to like get my name in the audition circuit again Mm -hmm. and it took a couple years and then I got Margaritaville and now you're doing it yeah amazing Broadway debut debut wow (laughs) and you come from a major talented family, you and Mark. Both of you were on Broadway at the same time. Yeah. What's that like? It's so romantic. It's so romantic. It was Mark cool. was in the play that went wrong. That goes that wrong. Goes wrong. <laughs> that goes wrong. I always say it incorrectly. And yeah, because I saw him in that last time I was here. And, so and your show was just opening, I think, when I was leaving, so I couldn't see it. But yeah. how fun. It was really It's kind cool. of a dream, right? In a wonderful, yeah. romantic way. It's fun. I mean, we were right across Times Square from one another. Aww. So we had all these like thoughts about like after our shows we're gonna meet up meeting in Times Square and like going out for drinks but we'd always be like let's go let's go (laughs) because Broadway is hashtag hard yeah you weren't hard hard. yes Yes. we'll talk about that and Rebecca tell us about a little bit of your journey Um, are you a New Yorker 
No, no I, my, my story is long and I'll try and make it short. Um, because I'm from Bermuda. Oh, whoa. Which is a 21 square mile island. Because I have this American accent, people always look at me like, oh, Bermuda. I'm like, it's not in America. It's an <laughs> island in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, but because of that, I'm British. But then oh. I'm also American because I was born in Texas and I moved to Bermuda when I was two. Anyway, I always did theater and community theater and all of that. Long story short, I ended up doing my master's in Glasgow, Scotland. And because I was in Scotland, I ended up getting representation in London. And so I was always thinking I would come and do Broadway in New York. But then because I had rep in London, I thought, well, I like this too. So I guess I'll stay here because this is where my opportunity is. Uh, and I ended up doing, I met Justin's fiance, Mark, <laughs> Whoa, okay. uh, doing high school musical. That's oh how we're from doing that in, in London. London. Yeah. On I the West End. That. I thought you guys just met here at the you studio. Cause you know, I set them up. No. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. I was their matchmaker. So Mark and I and Mark. are okay. best friends for what, ten years? Twelve something like that. For life. You're gonna name your while. first four. Yeah, I love oh that. You know That's that. so sweet. Yeah. So then when did so you come high school across the, the first, Um well I did um uh, there's a really cool theater called the Royal Court. So yeah, I managed course. to do like TV and plays and musicals. I was like, oh, it's fun. I get to do kind of everything in London. Um, but then there just weren't as many auditions. And I had come over to the U.S. to do High School Musical 2 for six weeks. And because of that, I got my equity card. But then I was just going right back to London. But from that, I was led to the equity website where they have to list all the open calls they're doing. So I was in London getting not that many auditions because mm-hmm. it's just... I always think the stuff that goes on in London is so amazing. I'm in love with it. I rarely see anything bad. Just the volume of what is going on is not as much. So I would be waiting for auditions and I'd go on the equity website and think there's so much going on in America. Should I go to America? And I like sat on it for six, nine months just thinking about it. And I was waitering at the time and I had been offered a role or two, but I didn't feel like they were the right thing. Um, and then I got really drunk and hung over and I was sitting in a cafe and I was like, this isn't, this isn't right. Energetically, like, I feel like I'm not moving forward where I need to be. What will make me feel better? And I went on British Airways and booked a ticket to New York Whoa. for six weeks. Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I leave in four weeks. So I guess I got to figure this out. Um, and anyway, so then I came over to the States and same thing. I had a resume of like some really cool stuff, but I didn't have representation, so I couldn't get appointments. And I went to the equity building. I was like, hi, this is a weird question, but I have my equity card because I did a show here. What is, what does that mean? What do I get with that? <laughs> they were like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I don't understand. I'm, I didn't Nothing. finish school here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And a guy said he was like, well, open call. He's like, but it won't do anything. And then the equity person there was like, how dare you say that? It doesn't. You absolutely... I know yes, people who have been cast equity. out of these yes. open calls and I know what happens. I was like, yeah, it can happen. It did not. For like, yeah. I was going to these like early calls like for four or five weeks and, and I went... for hours with yeah, crazy hours. Yeah, yeah, with crazy And I went to... I went to an open call for Rock of Ages, which is the funniest thing. And they were like, you're great. And nothing happened with that. And I, then I, like a week later, I talked to a manager that my London agent had set me out with. And he got me an appointment for the first national tour for Rock of Ages, like two weeks later. I was like, oh, great. And I got a call back. And long story, I ended up booking the, that first national tour. Uh-huh. Um, which then, the national tour, they moved me to Broadway. So that was my Broadway debut. Um, and I had a crazy... The year I made my Broadway debut in Rock of Ages was the same year I also booked Spider-Man, like November that year. Yeah. So I was rehearsing Spider-Man during the day while the I was doing Rock of Spider-Man. Ages at night. Wow. The infamous. And then moved into that show and did that for like two years. Did you get hurt? Were you one of the people yeah. that didn't get <laughs> I was hurt? just talking about my back. Oh, yeah, I have a lower back injury that I'll have forever and ever. 
Um, show business. Show yeah. business. And I know few performers that don't have their like on stage injury from something. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, I think it's a great segue. Like, I think it's it seems glamorous, but it's work just like anything. Yes. I think people glamorize Hollywood, like any kind of acting. It's yes. hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. I mean, the perks can be great, but certainly Broadway and. I mean, it's better paying now than when I was around in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, tell our listeners about a little bit. Like, eight shows a week is a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially something physically strenuous. And it's taxing yeah. in a way that you can't control. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When I was doing Margaritaville, I was shirtless half the show. So I was working out a lot. <laughs> and really, like, keeping myself together. Yeah. And we were dancing a lot. And, you know, every all your dance moves are controlled. You do them every night. Yeah. You're, you're, you're working hard. And one day I just did this one move. I came up and I was like, I can't move my neck. Whoa. Something happened. And I couldn't turn my head for like a week. And that got better, but I still have a shoulder injury from that show. <laughs> like, that'll be ongoing. But it's like working in a factory. It's carpal tunnel. You're doing the same thing Repetitive. every day on the same number uh-huh. with the same lighting, doing the same thing. Right. And yeah. after a while, your body's like, no. Yeah. That's no. interesting. I've it's never just heard a wear that and tear. Um, I was in Mary Poppins for a year and a half. Whoa. And my wrist, I did this, uh, I would put my weight on it and do like a kick. And every once, if, like every morning, pretty much, it yeah. pops it was still. Because really, uh-huh. I did it eight shows a week Whoa. and um, it, it just it takes its toll on you have to like treat your body especially as I get older this is my eighth Broadway show and I'm like she's wow. <laughs> so it's like so I have eight to, Broadway like, shows is insane <laughs> it's a lot so, so it's just like I have to like I was like whoa I remember when I used to like just go out and like, get drunk every night and it's like I can't do that yeah. anymore because yeah, no. <laughs> my body's like we're not I'm, yeah. fake, I'm smoking a fake cigarette <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah we're not doing this today yeah. if you do that we can't yeah, do that yeah you can't bounce back vocally yeah, or physically or vocally. I always think like I had to learn like so much about Broadway shows is mm. ego like learning your <laughs> ego and what to do with it as far as like cause I'm I'm a big like belter singer that's kind of the stuff that I usually She's do amazing. and I was <laughs> thanks mm. I was in Rock of Ages and like I could sing through anything. A cold, when I'm sick, when right. I'm losing my voice, my voice keeps going. Not in that show. I would, it would just, I was at the ENT all the time. I was getting pre-nodule swelling, which is not is nodules, but if you get nodules, then that's surgery and like really bad. So I had to monitor it all the time because I was just used to singing heavy and hard mm-hmm. all the time. And so I went, my ego wants to show how amazing yes. I can sing. And I was like... I can't do that eight shows a week. So I need to bring it back and be like, okay, I can sing on these notes and these notes, and this does not need that. So Mm -hmm. I need to pull Mm -hmm. it back there. Coming to stage door, you get people who say, oh, so amazing. I loved your voice. I loved the show. And you want to go, oh, thank you. It was really not my best tonight. I was sick and I wasn't feeling good. No one wants to hear that it wasn't your best. (laughs) So you go check your ego and you just go, thank Mm -hmm. you so much. I really appreciate it. If you are sick and you can't do the show where you're injured and you don't want to get other people in the building sick, your ego doesn't want to call out because you're like I can force myself through it I can do it check your ego say I gotta call out you're gonna get everyone sick you're gonna get everyone sick and you're gonna hurt yourself that's when you hurt yourself well that speaks a little bit to like what do you guys think about people who have been in shows for how do they I mean how do you you know people who've been in shows for there was I remember reading I know Cats just got revived but before Cats closed like in the 90s again in my generation there was a woman who was in it since the beginning since 1981 and at the time it was the longest run of any performer she had been in it with every other cast member had revolved and changed. She was in it for 18 years or something wow. like that. So, I, I mean, how do you... Are you guys happy sometimes when your show closes? <laughs> because <laughs> or how, because it's employment and it's work, but also it's repetitive and it's... How yeah. do you keep it fresh? 
I, I personally, after doing Mary Poppins, which was great, I mean, it's great. Um, it was two years. I did it for two years. And I was in the original um, cast. I, like, I was like, I can never do a show that long again. <laughs> it, like, it, like, for me, personally, it killed all of my, especially if you're, like, in the ensemble. Especially if you're in the right. ensemble. Because you really yeah. don't have a voice. Right. And that voice gets even quieter and quieter and mm-hmm. quieter. And then you forget how to do everything. Uh-huh. My voice couldn't sing other things. Yeah. Uh-huh. I couldn't like do other movements because, and I was tired all the time. So there's only so many things you can do outside of class. Um, mm-hmm. And so I personally now, unless I need to financially, won't do a show longer than a year. And you if can God put... willing, the show's open for yeah. <laughs> longer than. It's a usually few always sad when a show closes. For oh, sure, yeah. people are out of yeah. the friendships and people yeah. are out of work, yeah, and of you course. want it to keep going just because it's hard enough to get work as an actor or yes, yeah. a stagehand and stage all that. Yeah. So it's great when people are employed. But I always I have a, a theory or something that I don't know where I learned it early on, but I don't. You cannot admit to yourself that you're done with the show and you're ready to leave until you have an out and you can leave. Because I've seen people be like, oh, I don't want to do this show anymore. I'm tired of this show. But they don't have it. I'm like, well, your contract's another six months. So where are you going to go? You're just going to infect the building uh-huh. with this. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I'm tired of doing it's this show. Worst. And oh, it's yeah, the sure worst it uh-huh. to be around that. So when I've heard, like, I now consider myself more aged in the future. Because yeah. um, I've worked for a few years. And when I see younger people and they're like, I just, I'm not happy in this. I'm like, don't say that. Unless you it. have a place to go and you know you're leaving, once you, you know you're joy. leaving, then be yeah. like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. I knew, like, I was in married, like, it, it, I mean, it ran for six, uh, seven more years after I left the show. Wow. I was like, I need to go because yeah. I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do you, Vessi, can you put that in your contract, like, with your agents? Do you negotiate, like, if, like a new show, like, I'm going to start with a year and then we'll see? Well, with Ensemble, you're usually on a six-month contract. Now they're uh-huh. doing a... Um, a year. Sometimes people are doing years now. Like yeah. uh, with SpongeBob, we were all like, even though the whole cast was kind of like principals, it was weird. We were like an ensemble, mm-hmm. so we all had to sign year contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it's six months, and you can get it out if you get a bigger contract in another show. Okay. That's all yeah, equity has in place, I think. If you're yeah. in the ensemble, which is a pink contract, you have an automatic four week out yeah. for uh-huh. another. Role. Is it for just a principal? Oh, okay. yeah. Or. Well, or if you get paid more, right? Or no, just principal, right? I'm not really. What sure. if you yeah. got? What if you were under contract, but you got a big film or a TV no. show? No, they don't care. You, Are and you like, serious? I, 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 Could like, you break I've your contract? I've stuff where they wouldn't let me do it. Yeah. You can break your contract. Mm. No. You could you if, you're, if you're buy yourself out. Yeah. What? Like, what does that mean? Like thirty something thousand. Well, wait, <laughs> the rest buy of your yourself contract. out for like, like pay the, your... the payment of. The, so like, if I was a month three, I'd have to pay. How much you would still earn? For yeah. The, whoa. And if it was a big enough TV role, you could be like, so we have to buy her out. Are you willing to help buy her out uh, yeah, the contract? But like, not every. And then, like, contract negotiations, you do that, like, outs are a big thing of them. Usually when you go into, like, when I went into Spider-Man, like, my first, I did a six-month contract first, and they, it was like, well, there are no outs, because we're just rehearsing here to go in, it's, like, understandable. And then they renegotiate, I think I did a 12-month contract after that, so I was like, okay, I'll renegotiate that, but if I get, and that's, like, it gets down to the detail of, like, three weeks for a pilot, and if it gets picked up, they're able to leave the show, they can leave for another Broadway show with this many weeks' notice, if it's a principal they can leave to do a guest star for up to five days if it is like it is right. to the really detail yeah. yeah but you, it's so weird because you'd think especially again you were saying how many actors there are here and how many talented people are here that they could fill your role 
It's a little bit greedy, and it's right? New. It's, a, it's something new because so much more TV is filmed here now, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so it's becoming more of an issue. An issue. As a they look at having you know, to pay to rehearse. To the rehearse. Show. Yeah. I know in Spider-Man uh-huh. to rehearse a swing uh, or something yeah. because you had to have so many stagehands. It cost a couple thousand dollars to uh, rehearse uh-huh. a, day. a scene. Uh-huh. For and I say a couple thousand. I want to say in my mind it was like fifteen. Uh-huh. Like it was yeah. a lot. It's ridiculous. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So interesting. Well, how do you guys? How do you guys keep things fresh? You know, Stephanie. When Stephanie was in class, when she was doing Cinderella, I think it was. Mm-hmm. You know, she would. She was really always challenged by. It was always a rotating cast, mm-hmm. like because it was mm-hmm. a celebrity yeah. cast, right? Yeah. Yeah. And some of the celebrities who would come in was really great because she could. She was applying what we're doing here, where she would be very alive. And sometimes she would get notes from the stage manager like, that's not how we rehearsed it. Yeah. Like, even if it was just a subtle change yep. that mm-hmm. only she thought she, you know, was yeah. experiencing, the, the, the stage manager would be like, that's not how we blocked it, right? <laughs> Whatever. That's what this place does to you, because that happened to me once I started training here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> this is a thing. Hold on, Justin. Let me just, and then I, I'd love for you to address, but she would... Then say, like, it was hard for her to find an interior life that was always alive and in the moment because sometimes the people she was playing opposite would always, no matter what was happening, would always give the same exact thing. So it's, it's like acting opposite wallpaper. <laughs> what were you going to say? Yeah. I was, I was going to say I've had uh, been opposite of an actor and they... Uh. Jump to the next line before you've said. Oh yeah, and you're in the Jesus. moment. You're, like, you're, not, you're not here. You're not even here, phoning it in. And sometimes that can be like annoying. But the thing is, when you're doing a long run of a show for two years, I played Drew in Rock of Ages, and at the very beginning of it, there's so much on the plate. You're opening the show. There's so much yeah. going on. Yeah. You want, you have all that adrenaline, yeah. so you're you're it's just new. trying to like focus in and do it. And then a couple weeks in, you begin to sink back into your chair, mm-hmm. and that's when you play a little bit. So things slowly evolve. It's not like bold choices are made that yeah. completely change, but it slowly evolves. And then um, probably around your end of year one, you start to go onto like a little bit of autopilot. And that's when you're, ju- you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it, because you're doing it every day. Yeah. And then one day you'll look at your partner and you're like, what am I saying? <laughs> yeah. And that's when you forget you? your line because you're like, what? But you turn off your, and that's, that's why I said it, like you turn everything off. Hmm. And so, and it's just hard, it's just hard to turn it back on when you're doing other stuff because you turn off because you're bored. Yeah. yeah. And not everyone is. I know people that could do shows for 10 years and be fine. And I wish I was like that. But you don't know <laughs> that you are until it happened. And then you're yeah. like, oh, uh-huh. I've been checked out. So then you, you're like, okay, let me reinvest. Let me find ways of like paying more attention. Let yes. me, let, and that's fun. I, I like that. But I guess it's the same. You know, I have people who are on series and they come back after the series and they got locked into doing it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And their acting has become quite rigid if you will or um boxed in because of the demands of a certain series you know what i mean especially something that's a little bit more Mm. procedural or redundant not Mm -hmm. maybe an hbo show but so that's interesting yeah so i guess it is the same sort of thing is without realizing it you start to become confined yeah you know or maybe you do realize it i mean i will say that I and it's kind of developed over the years, but I usually have an element of anxiety when I perform. Yeah, I am so turned on, like to everything, and not wanting to forget my lines, and not wanting to. I am like hypersensitive the whole time, so I'm very aware when I have a partner that's not listening to me and is not with me, mm-hmm. and that can really bother me. Um, I've been fortunate enough to do principles um, mainly, so I 
definitely know that I have more to play with. Right. Because in Groundhog Day, I had a principal role, but then I was also part of the ensemble for a lot of it. And I got to experience, I was like, oh, this is a very different thing. Mm. Very Having different. to conform <laughs> to... What they want. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and I have to do it. You just, everything you do is set. That way. Whereas when yeah. you're... Print like when I, I had a song and stuff in Groundhog Day, I was like, those moments when I get to do whatever I want and I have the freedom, that's the like the sigh of relief. When I have to like get it right and do it exactly the same every time, that makes me, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like, that gives me anxiety. And that was all of my ensemble part was uh-huh. very yeah. structured like that. Mm. Wow, these are the these are, I guess this is part of what being an actor is all about. You know what I mean? Yeah. You still have to deliver the goods. Mm-hmm. You have to deliver it a certain way that they want, but also to get through it, you have to find a way that works for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And have, there's an element of respect too uh, yeah. about what we do yeah. and, and seeing it as an art form and not just a job or, That's or right. a gig. And I found Margaritaville was my first time in an ensemble track. And I struggled with that because there we create our own storylines mm-hmm. behind the scene of the principals mm-hmm. so we'll be sitting in a bar for a long time it's like 15 minutes of the scene is like a song in the middle of it yeah and we're creating life in the bar and we all had like little characters and storylines and our director you know pushed for us to develop them but then you know you'd be a couple weeks into the show and you're talking to someone and they'll be like what are you doing after the show are you gonna go yeah and i'd i'd stick to it i'd be like what show what show what are you doing like I'd, I'd act like they're crazy. Yeah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> and they'd be like, Justin. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an actor. <laughs> I don't know that. I'm 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 Justin. Because <laughs> I refuse. I'm not gonna like start. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Once in a while, you know what I mean. Something crazy. And you're like, Did you just see that happen? Yeah. But like overall, I try to stick to the world. Because A, it's more fun for me. B, we're on a Broadway stage and it's an element of respect. Respect for sure. And people, and people pay. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah everyday life to yeah. you and you kind of forget so you have to like remind yeah. yourselves and your yeah. co-workers of that it's the world like I always say whenever people because um, prom is interesting because half the cast there's like five people that all have Tony Awards and Drama Desk Awards and they're like Broadway royalty and then there's like young ones that are like teens early 20s and there's four of us that are in the middle that are just there to understudy the leads mm-hmm. and whenever they get like they're so positive but anytime they get like what am I doing? I was like, you're in the World Series of Theater right now. Yeah. The World it doesn't Series. get higher than this. Like, I know it's, you have to remember that. And I was like, there's someone waiting tables. I cleaned bathrooms when I was like, to pay sure. for dance classes when I was younger. I was like, mm-hmm. this is, this is happening this right is now. A, yeah. Yeah. You know? Two things on that. It's like, you have to know yourself and know your instrument. And as long as you can invest in a show, if you're ready to leave, you don't owe an explanation to anyone. If you want to stay in that contract for five years, it, it is up to you. And if you mm-hmm. can still put in the effort and be mm-hmm. a positive presence, you do you. If you do your six months and you think I'm done, it's your decision. It's yeah. your life. It's your career. Yeah. Um, the other thing, just in talking about like principles and ensembles, I think a good differentiation to say is people are not in the ensemble because they are the less talented than the principals. So often it has to do with the principal got the opportunity because they were seen in the right room right, with the right, the right role. Time. There right are room. people like, and when I was in Groundhog Day and more of an ensemble, our cast was insane. I would want to see each of those people doing their own doing principal the role. It's like mm-hmm. everyone was so alive and such beautiful actors and such mm-hmm. just because you are conformed to this a little more regimented Life, it doesn't mean that everyone is not brilliant. If you're on Broadway, there's some. I mean, a few people slip. I'll be. <laughs> you're not going to say you don't do it. Every now and then, like with everything, <laughs> like slip through. Yeah. Slip through. Yeah. Yeah. But, In everything, you'll be like, God, 
you took a place of someone who would right. who would have worked really their ass work off, out. and you clearly don't want to be here that much. You're not respecting the oh, art, yeah. but uh, but for the most part, everyone on that stage, principal ensemble, wherever you are, is a star. That's a good point. I mean, I don't. I mean, I can't speak to other you know audience members, but I always am so intrigued by the ensemble because they're just doing so many difficult things. Well, it's in, I, <laughs> you know always, I, mean? I love improv. I, I study a lot of improv, and I was like. Whenever people say they can't do improv, I was like, if you're in the ensemble, That's your you're whole doing. life is improv. Yeah. 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 Nobody's giving you, they don't, they're like, this is a scenario, this is what you do, yeah, go. And go. you have to make up what you're doing. And then how is it, do you guys, uh, have you guys covered other roles? Like, I remember when I saw Clyde, when he was out in LA on The Color Purple, mm. he got to go on yes. for one of the leads. Clyde and I are very similar, where yeah. um, I, I'm, and I'm not saying this to brag, but it's true, I'm, I do all three. Whoa. And when you do all three, the ensemble is a wonderful place for you because they they know that you can do all three, right. which is frustrating. Um, but it's why I've done so many Broadway shows because when you're in the ensemble, you do more Broadway shows. Right. You, can, you can jump faster. Right, right, right. Um, but mm-hmm. I always understudy, and um, and that's something that I'm just kind of like, all right, I think I'm done with that. It's time to figure out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's you tough. Know? It's stressful, it's, man. It's almost like there's this, I don't know if you watch Scrubs, but on the <laughs> first episode of Scrubs, there was a nurse that would always she started to stop getting close to like the young doctors because mm-hmm. in the beginning they would always she actually would know more than them because she'd seen so many doctors go and that's how I kind of I'm at a point where I'm like there are these people in these new shows and like I'm like I have just as much experience but like you're going to end up going higher because you're a principal and I'm the ensemble right. on the show I don't right. know if that makes sense you know, it does. but it's something where I'm like alright so you either have to like stop taking ensemble parts right. and just yeah. be like no yes. I'm ready or just keep going, which is also fine. Well, that kind of um, speaks, speaks to the sort of prejudice you were talking about. And I, I think that's more of an industry thing where people in the industry, whether it's casting directors, agents, or managers, mm-hmm. see people in the ensemble as that, yeah, as yeah. opposed to leading role. Or like, you know, dancers who want to stop dancing and want to become actors. Mm-hmm. Or musical theater people wanting to no longer do musical theater and do you know dramatic roles yeah. mm-hmm. so what like how is that like are you guys able to get seen for other things is that changed or is that so hard like because everybody gets pigeonholed in a way you know what I mean it's hard it's hard it's very yeah. hard it is you hard have, yeah you have to make the choice and you have to decide you're going to do it and you have to stick yeah it's hard to say no it's to the paycheck but you've got to stick to it because you get those auditions come in and you're yeah. like I want to be a principal in a Broadway show, so I'm not going to go do the regional theater. I'm not going to take the smaller That's part right. because I want to. These are the. I've been fortunate to do principal roles, and if I do something less than that, I feel that it will be hard to be seen. That's right. In that continuing, and if I saw something that came along and I really wanted to do it, then I'm going to do it. Right. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But. It's like TV and film. I want to transition into TV film, and I feel like that is the door I've been knocking on right, for like for five years yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and it's all kind of happening. Yeah. And all great, and I I have as many TV film credit credits now as I do Broadway musical credits. But that transition was it's painful. Work. Yeah, it's hard it's because you're and it's uncomfortable. And yeah. yeah. It's you're scary. It's scary because you're saying no to work and when you need money work and, and you need money. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I remember this is also what happened with Mark because this, he was in class and I remember we were talking about how he'd been doing musicals for so long, but he could not get seen for anything. And he would be cast all the time regionally, mm-hmm. but he was not getting a shake in being seen for anything else. And we talked about you're going to have to you're coming to a point where you're going to have to say no to the things mm-hmm. that you can do, but you want to move beyond that. And then he ended up getting 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. right, which was a huge breakthrough. And I remember yeah. that uncomfortableness. And I also it's think hard. it's important to remember who you are. Yeah. Like, for instance, that's what Beck is doing right now. I'm coming from the ensemble, so doing a, a lead role in a regional theater would yeah. be big for me uh-huh. for them to see. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Me posting myself playing, like I play the guitar and do all the stuff. Yes. I'm like, those, those things are good for me. Like, whereas for me to be like, I'm not going to do that wouldn't make sense for me personally. You have right. to know where you are specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Broadway's changed. When I first got on Broadway, my first four shows, there was one black person, right. one person of color per Jesus. show. And so I'm having to, it's almost like I'm starting over again because now I'm like, oh, now things are diverse. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of, it's like all of a sudden there are opportunities where before it was like you're in the ensemble unless as a black woman, it's a show about Africa, mm. slavery, or <laughs> something in the 60s. Oh really. Gosh, right. And it's, slow, it's it's slowly starting to change where the opportunities are getting bigger. So I feel like that's another reason where I'm finding like, oh my God, I can actually, it's time for me to start pushing myself forward. I don't, I see that it's possible now. I'm seeing yeah. like mm-hmm. my peers like doing stuff right. and like uh-huh. there's first black Glinda that came one on the other day. Oh, and, wow. Like, my friend Brittany and she like killed it and it's just, so it's, there's a, a waitress, a first, and it's like it's yeah. little tiny things like that. Right. But it's it's making leaps and it's making you more That's hopeful. Huge, like, yeah. I'm gonna push myself forward. Mm-hmm. Wow, good for you, Vasu. That's yeah. important. Yeah, Justin, what about for you? Like, well, what what like what's as we? I mean, we, I could talk to you guys. It's so fascinating. This is gonna be a really great podcast for for actors to be inspired by and think about their careers in terms of New York versus LA and mm-hmm. wanting to do it all. But like, where do you guys see yourselves? Like what's next like you know Mm. I think it's it is interesting like as young I mean being in New York and you see all these tourists or young kids bust Mm -hmm. in right and Broadway is the dream but then you achieve it and then what's next because just like anything as creators we want to do other things too and test ourselves and yeah I mean you for me I have a very specific thing I'm trying to do right now and it's you were talking about like the choices that are very specific to you that mm-hmm. you make, and it's become choices of the audition room of what to say yes or no to as uh-huh. far as going in. Because mm-hmm. I, growing up my whole life, and then living in LA, anytime I was doing musicals, I would do a principal track, mm-hmm. and then that brought me to Rock of Ages, which brought me to New York. When I got here, to just pop in and like grab a principal role on Broadway, it's like that's not going to happen. It's like one in a... In, no matter how many know. principal roles on Broadway you've you done, have to climb <laughs> no one gets to yeah. do that. Climb the ladder up. So I had to start going in for ensembles, and I got my first ensemble track, which was my Broadway debut. Um, and I was covering the lead guy, um, which was really hard. It's really hard to cover. It's so hard to cover. To cover. It really is. So that was all new. And now I'm my goal, my next rung up is to have a featured or like a supporting role so that I can prove myself mm-hmm. in that way which mm-hmm. I just did in Clueless mm-hmm. and I am hope that was off Broadway mm-hmm. we're hoping it goes to Broadway so I have mm-hmm. the chance to play that role on a large scale and after that then maybe more doors for principals will open for me but for right now I'm getting lots of auditions for covers and standbys mm-hmm. and ensemble and swings even and you have to pick and choose whether to say no I'm not going to go in for this because they formulate an opinion Anyway. Even you accepting an audition and coming to the room. Uh-huh. The casting will be like, oh, I didn't expect him to come in for this. Okay. And then suddenly you're in their swing you're, pile. Uh-huh, yeah. You're in their cover pile. But do you oh, choose Do you choose based on the show or the kind of role you would love to go on for for a swing? Yeah. I mean, it, it would depend on the show and the role. I recently went in for, I recently went in for Hadestown and it was for the standby for Reeve. Carney. I don't know that show. Um, I did Spider-Man. It's a new show that's okay. that's coming out this season. It's called 80s Town? Hades. Hades. Oh, Hades. I, I call back for that one. 
Yeah, it was a tough one. That was a tough one. But it was cool. It was I was but uh, the whole time that was like this is fun that I'm being called back so many times for like roles and stuff like that. And it's a cool show. And I was like, this is a cool show. He's someone I would love to be a standby for in the cover. And you know, the standby ends up going on eventually. Right. To play the lead in that new show. So that was something I was like, absolutely, I'm going to go in for this. Uh Um, There was something else I was called in for where it was a swing covering like a bunch of roles. And I was like, I've never been a swing before. I don't think I could handle that. My anxiety would be through the roof. Like, it's too many things. And I was. Well, wait, what's the difference between cover is you were just a standby for the lead role, and a swing is you're covering many different roles? I was a swing in my first Broadway show, and I covered all the women in the show. Whoa. Yeah. And you're not on stage a lot of the time. Right. You're just sitting in the backstage waiting. So you don't get an opening night. You don't get get to have any of that. You don't get to play. Right. If you're You're there to do exactly what that person does, that no one notices anyone's gone. And then a lot of times you're in the ensemble, <laughs> right. so you're a part of the show every night, but you're covering one of the principals, uh-huh, which got is what it. I That's what you're doing. Okay, got it. So you get to work regardless, and then, exactly. yes, you may get to do a yeah. bigger work. So it all depends. And honestly, right now, you've got to factor in your life. We're getting mm-hmm. married Of course. Year. You guys got a house. We got a house. Congrats. We're getting married. Suddenly yeah. I'm unemployed because my show closed. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I might say, all right, let me go yeah. in for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sometimes you got to pay, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta pay the bills. Sometimes it's not about being... Yeah. It's not about your career choice. Yeah. Or, yeah. No. Okay. And that's why it's, that goes back to like, know yourself, know what yeah. you want to do, and you don't have to explain yourself to anybody. Mm-hmm. And you, Ever, you so. Rebecca, just finished the movie with Al Pacino. I know you're poo-pooing <laughs> it because... But you did. That's true. Yeah. It's still exciting. The Irishman, it comes out on Netflix in the fall. <laughs> Don't <laughs> go to the bathroom or you might miss me. <laughs> <laughs> Please, but the experience <laughs> of it, right? The ex- yes. I would, I do, like... You would do that Because sometimes that you talk about things and you're like, oh, I'm doing this, but I'm just a featured roller. I'm just a... The, I will sing about this movie to the rooftops. As you should. I, like... As I've filmed for like two, three weeks, and they filmed for six months, so that's why I joke like I might not be in it anymore. Hope I still am. I could care less. That was the most incredible experience Whoa. to be with those people yes. and to see Robert De Niro and Al Pacino work wow. and see Scorsese work and just mm-hmm. to Legends. in in so many different facets yeah. what it does for your ego and yes. confidence as a someone accepted me onto this set. Uh-huh. Uh, artistically anything period I'm such a history nerd any of that is just like a pig and shit for me can I swear on this <laughs> yes, and, <laughs> and um, so that was amazing <laughs> and then to and anytime I when because I teach as well here and um, I've done so many lectures on like because I learned so many things from Irishmen and one of them was I think when we're on that lower level of trying to get into the guest stars and trying to get in the series regulars, we I think we think they must be on some other level that we I'm not on. They this. must have something something that I'm not. And then you get there, and you're and the biggest difference I see every time. Yeah, of course they're talented, and they're, but the biggest difference is the confidence and the sense of belonging. And mm. I I think oh I don't belong here. Someone's going to kick me off set any right. second. I must have snuck on here in some sneaky way. And they're like oh no I should like yeah, they course. think it's cool. And they think it's amazing, but it's this. I'm confident to just sit here and do my reaction shots and not overthink it because I'm an actor and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. As opposed to going, I don't belong here. I can't believe I made it here. Am I drinking this glass of wine correctly? Is <laughs> my, my head yeah. my hand, yeah. I had to eat potato like, chips in my up, first scene up, with Al and Scorsese. <laughs> was this little like four or five person family scene? And so I met Pacino and Alan. Like literally was eating a sandwich watching TV. I was like, How do I eat, eat potato chips? Oh my god! And Jesse Plemons. Is, this was one of my lessons. Jesse Plevins, who's done a bunch of 
stuff, and he's such a nice, wonderful actor. Um, he, we all had were like eating, and he had a sandwich, and he was just chowing down on this sandwich. I looked at him, I was like, "Oh, you just eat the fucking just sandwich." Eat the sandwich. That's, That's the less like yeah. stop over th- just yes just do, do it. it. So. What we talk about, but you also I remember when last time I was here and you got the job and you said one of your ahas was like as great as Al Pacino is and uh, we weren't talking about uh, uh, Robert De Niro, but you were saying like oh he messes up and there are takes that don't work and he mm-hmm. just tries There's it again a and like yeah yeah and like that that famous actors are still in process just like mm-hmm. we are yeah yeah that they're not. It's not about somebody being better. It's just we're all finding our way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And just but to see the like amazing revered people be in process and do that is very comforting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Vasti, what about for you? Like what so you're you're moving along in this direction of feeling like more doors are opening for different kinds of opportunities. Yeah, and it's slowly happened. Like, I, like I got my first play, and, like, after, Amazing. actually, after that first, that class that we had last week. I was like, like, you should I be got, I got, I ended on up Broadway that pilot, dramatic like, yeah. stuff. But I doing that, because I was like, it's so TV different. It's show, like, it's yeah. the same thing, and so... It is the same. It's, right now I'm trying to, and it's a life thing, too, I'm just trying to, like, stop overthinking everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, and doubting myself and, and saying, you don't belong here. You deserve to be there. Of course. Like, and just, it's just... And I started doing that and just like breathing into everything and everything has changed. Mm-hmm. And also just walking in and being like, your opinion of me, it's, it's very similar to dating. Your opinion <laughs> of me, I'm going to walk in with the same amount of talent as I walk out. Whether right. you think I'm good or not. That's right. Whether you think wow. I'm whatever and like, what, it's just, and that's just, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's get, like booking work right now. I'm just, I, I feel like what I'm doing now is what I'm supposed to be doing. Just like... Well, just listening, so, being there, being mindful, and that's supposed to be happening. And you right enjoy now. it more. I enjoy you start it. to get your power back. You know what but I mean? But it took a while. So, and actually, yeah, not course. to name drop this studio, but I am. Um, <laughs> I was about to name drop this studio. I'm going to name drop it because, and I, whenever people, every time people ask, I'm like, I say this place. And I was like, because there was like, there's always just been this like block. It's like a like a block in all forms of art, dance, singing, acting. That's just like what was there. And I was like, I'm just realized a few months ago that it's that I'm not. I'm so scared and so nervous and so worried about what people think about me and all the stuff that mm. it was just, it just wasn't fully open. Mm. And so once mm-hmm. you just like go, okay, this is going to be gross and ugly and it's going to be so bad maybe and who knows. And that's okay. And then, they, and yeah. then it becomes fun. That's right. I wasn't, I don't think I was happy. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Well, you're and also, now I'm having fun. We're also saying like, don't overthink eating a sandwich. Like yeah. you way overthink <laughs> the thing. Yeah, I'm going to eat those potatoes. Nobody's <laughs> looking, ever looking. Oh my God, look for it. I hope it makes it in oh, the movie. Because it's going to be me going, how do I'm, I eat this? I'm going to give you notes about that, <laughs> Rebecca. So I'm going to be like, you were not God. really eating that sandwich. No, you were oh, I wasn't. Thinking. I was thinking Al Pacino sitting next to me. I'm sitting next to Al Pacino. I see Scorsese behind the camera. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but to go with like that, like feeling of ease, a big thing. And this coming to the studio and being an actor class in a place I really related to was one of the best things I did for myself and my career because I am proud of the work that I do. I always and before it was I think I'm talented. People tell me I'm talented. I hope I do well today. I don't know if I will do well today. 
today because I'm just crossing my fingers. Um, and as opposed to I come to class every week and I work on what I do and I know the wor- I might have an off day, but my work, I'm proud of it. So whether you want me for this part or you don't, I'm proud of what I'm putting in the room. And it makes all the difference. Well, I've had the pleasure of working with all of you guys and you guys are so badass. Thank and you're you. so powerful. Yes, you, you're all artists. So it's exciting to sort of claim that part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do think that that's kind of the journey. Like we start off as actors and then we start to realize, oh, we're so much more than that. And what we're bringing to the role is artistry and ourselves. And you guys are very inspiring. This is a great podcast. I'd like to end on a speed round. I didn't bring my speed round questions. I can only oh, remember God. a couple. Of them. So it'll be, it'll be like a couple ones. Okay. So <laughs> if you were stranded on an Island, what would you bring? Rebecca? Okay. Well, okay, great. <laughs> it can be, yeah. What, just, I went right to very practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same question? Yeah. Mark. Aww. I hope Mark is listening. Now I feel bad, but edibles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have the most boring island trip of oh, everybody. That's hilarious. I'll be hydrated. Great. Well, I'll be dead. Just said, what's one thing? What's something you can't live without? And don't say Mark again. So know, sweet. Cheese. Cheese. Love cheese. Yeah. Well, that made me think pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Is that music. your answer? Can't live without music. Okay, music. 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 Edibles. <laughs> I was gonna say edibles, but it was like. <laughs> Are you on edibles now? I'm Leslie? not. Yeah. I have a show okay. Tonight. Damn yeah. it. Okay. Uh, what would you say you learn most from being at AMAW? Like, what was it? Something that is a big takeaway, Justin? It's just a reminder of the fact that all this is, is you in the given circumstance and what's happening. And to not overthink everything when you're auditioning, when you're working, and just be here. Yeah. And let yourself alone and then go. Let yourself that's, alone. That's something so that really, really changed the way I looked at it, uh-huh. the whole thing. Uh-huh. Great. Busty. Um, That, both of these, but like, that this is important, that this isn't as important as as we make it. That's right. And it's it's a lot of what you said, just being like the, we have all of the all of the stuff inside. Um, and what's great about this place is that all the teachers are good at getting all that stuff out. And um, I started going to therapy because I started going here. Because mm, I was listening to people saying to go, and I felt like I was like, "What is this feeling?" I was like, "This is what it feels probably feels like to go to therapy." <laughs> so like that changed my life. Right. Wow. Um, and that's I feel like that's all related. Just like being okay with you and knowing that you deserve it, and and that it's all in there. It just needs to be mm-hmm. <laughs> shared. Shared. Yeah. I, the audience didn't know what you were doing. Oh. She was taking her <laughs> hand she from her heart and throwing dancing. it out. You were dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca. Uh, how to be myself in the work how to confidently be my version of whatever person it I'm is. reading mm-hmm. and in finding that it is uh, to that there is not weakness in opening your heart that Oof. you are That's a big the more sensitive <laughs> you can be as a person and in life the better an actor you're going to be and I thought that those two things were related. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes. But they are completely related. And if you want to have emotional drops and be emotionally available people in your scene, you have to work on being an emotionally available person in life. In life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Well said. Well, you guys, I'm so excited to see where your journeys are taking you. You're all like superstars. And just tell, uh, just, I mean, we'll have it all in the uh, info, but uh, just mention your name again and where they can find you. My name is Justin Mortaliti. It's M-O-R-T-E-L-L-I-T-I. <laughs> um, or just go to at Just Mort on all 
social media things. At Just Mort. Vasti. Um, I'm Vasti Mumpoint Rhymes with Frosty. If you get confused, <laughs> and I'm at Frosty Vasti on all social media. Channels. And and how do you spell Vasti? V A S T H Y. Okay, Frosty Vasti. Rebecca, do you not even know yours? No, and she I'm on Instagram no. all the time. What the That's my Instagram. Yeah. It's either R Falcon or Becca Falcon, and that's what I always mess up. I'm Rebecca Falconberry. Um, oh, Becca Falcon. B E C C A F A U L K E N. I'm great on Instagram. Oh my god. <laughs> Picture of you looking up your Instagram. She that has lots is, of stories. That, yeah. I like a story. Uh, oh my god! You guys, thanks so much for coming in. Thank that was you. so inspiring. Yeah. With you. God, that was the longest podcast ever. Yeah. This, this is my longest well, podcast. Well, you have three Maybe people. We'll Broadway. Well, that's true. We'll Broadway.